0: Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. Today, we're talking about how to transform your life and business with the power of gratitude. We're your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Rachel. I'm
0: glad to be here.
1: Excellent. And today we have a special guest with us, and that is Kevin Clayson, the president and owner of GrataFuel LLC and co-founder and director of content and marketing at Done For You Real Estate USA. Welcome, Kevin.
2: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on, you guys. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Awesome. Well, Kevin, we are super excited to get into this fabulous topic today. So let me give a brief introduction. So Kevin is an international professional speaker who has shared his simple formula for unlimited joy and fulfillment with everyone from elementary school students all the way to business leaders. He's spoken to thousands of middle school and high school students and is also a highly requested business and corporate speaker. He's shared the stage with some of the biggest names in the personal development, speaking, coaching, business and author world as well. Kevin is the author of Flip the Gratitude Switch and has co-authored two books in the Entrepreneur on Fire series. Kevin's message is guaranteed to inspire your people through stories of real life experience as a husband, a father, a multi million dollar business owner and entrepreneur and the world's only chief officer of awesome. So, we've packed a lot in there that we will unpack through this interview. So, we've brought him on the show because really we know that the importance of having the correct mindset really allows you to expand and grow in your life and business. And that's the catalyst to building a life and business that you love. When you have your mental capital working together with relationship capital, that's what creates the financial capital in your life. So, today we're going to focus on. Working on our mindset. Now, we know that mindset's a cause, not an effect of this abundant financial life. And it's also part of having wealth in every area of your life. This is something that everyone who is exponentially growing is always working on. It's not something that we arrive and then don't think about anymore. So, what we want to answer for you today is we want to give you something powerful to have this tangible thing that you can actually do and remember that gets lasting and real results so that your gratitude is not just based on emotion. So Kevin, let's jump in. So let's talk, share with our audience a little bit, who were you before you started GratiFuel?
2: Yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super pumped to be here. And uh, who was I? I mean, I grew up in California and I had these awesome parents who you know, worked hard my whole life, but they didn't necessarily come from a background of like, tons of positivity, right? Like, especially on my mom's Mm -hmm. side, there's kind of like this constant sort of, Oh, what if, and Oh, I don't know if that's going to work out. And so that had been sort of ingrained and sort of hardwired in me. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, went to high school, went to college, uh, served a mission for my church, um, and, and got to the point where I started a business with a couple of my partners and things were going well on paper like it was pretty good, right? I mean, I was traveling all over the country. The company was growing. Um, I was an entrepreneur. I was feeling awesome about that on paper. But in reality, I was just kind of unhappy. You know how Mm. like there's not necessarily a reason to be unhappy, yet so many of us find ourselves just sort of scratching our head and going, oh, why can't I break through this sort of this, this limitation that I'm feeling of I'm just not experiencing the joy that I want. And that's kind of where I was when I started the journey that led me to finding Flip the Gratitude Switch. I was just kind of discontent with everything in my life, even though on paper it looked awesome.
1: Wow, it takes a lot of um, self-discovery and self-awareness to really recognize that there's that disconnect, even though things externally are looking great. And, and that there's a, a reason or something important to discover about that. So, so what's the story of how and why you got started on your life's work as you call it now?
2: Yeah, I, t- I appreciate you saying that. And by the way, thanks for, uh, mentioning my title of chief officer of awesome um, (laughs) that I just, I think the world is awesome and I want to be the chief officer of that awesome. Um, And so it's just kind of, I've been introduced that way all across the country now and it makes me smile. Um, So, so I was just kind of at this point where, um, okay, well, I'll back up a little bit. We had hired this guy who at the time was uh, running the marketing for a, so we'd, we'd started a direct sales company that was basically marketing our real estate product all across the country. And so we'd grown this big sales force. We had thousands of people and they were growing their teams. And we had this guy that we'd hired that was in charge of, really kind of the director of that side of our business. And I don't know, Rachel, Bruce, I don't know if you guys have ever had somebody in your life that just fundamentally like dislikes your face for no particular reason. Have you ever had anybody like that? (laughs)
1: That,
2: Not that I know of, Kevin. (laughs) Well, uh, I guess it's just specific to me. um, But this guy, he and I just, we couldn't see eye to eye. It just didn't matter. And I mean, there were times, and I'm not really like a fighter, like a shouter, like a real confrontational kind of guy, but there were times when we would just erupt in in, in this yelling match and he would criticize me for how I express my love for my wife on social media. I mean, it was so random and awkward. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I got to the point where I just couldn't anymore. I just didn't want to anymore. And, and, and it kind of bled over into other areas of my life. It was like, look, it really was this one day, I'm in my car, I'm driving to the office. It was in summer. And, and I drive up to my parking spot and I look down, I had to go down these stairs to go to our office building. And I look at the stairs. I know I'm going to have to get out and walk down those stairs. And I'm just in my mind, I'm going, I just don't want to. I just want to get away from all of it. We just had a baby. Um, our, it was our second child. We have three now. He had spent two weeks in the NICU. He'd mm-hmm. been really, really sick. And, and so he wouldn't sleep during the night. And so when I I'd go travel, And I'd come home and be exhausted from travel and then I'd try to let my wife sleep and I'd get up with Braxton all night. And so I was exhausted. I was feeling like the company wasn't growing at the level it should. I was thinking about having to go in and talk to this guy and I didn't want to. And so everything, I was looking around, I looked at my car, I'm like, I want a different car. And I was thinking about my house and I'm like, oh, I just wish by at this point we should have a bigger house. I was just everything. It was like, I went through this laundry list of everything that in my perception just sucked about life right there. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting in my car, looking at those stairs, thinking about going in and talking to that guy who just fundamentally disliked my face, thinking that I was exhausted and tired and nothing was working out the way that I wanted it to. And I just kind of had this moment and, and it was this moment that, that I kind of had to decide either, Kevin, shut up, suck it up and move forward or, uh, just escape. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have ever had that point. I don't know if the listeners have ever got to that point in life, that kind of that precipice where it's going to be a choice. It's either a step forward or it's a step backward, but you know, you can't stay where you stand. And, um, and I was there and, and I had, so I love listening to speakers and, uh, I had listened to a speaker, um, years earlier who had talked about gratitude. It was Darren Hardy. If you guys know who Darren Hardy is.
1: Yeah. Great guy.
2: And I'd, I'd listened to his keynote about the compound effect. And as part of it, he talked about, you know, um, I don't know. He talked about this gratitude journal he'd kept for his wife and stuff. And man, I, here I am in this moment of kind of despair, not knowing what to do. And out of all the random thoughts ever, I think all of a sudden of Darren Hardy and this stupid word gratitude. <laughs> and it kind of made me mad, Right. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to stew in my funk. Like, I, let me just be angry, right? <laughs> I don't know. if you, Sometimes we get to that point, right? We're like, let me just, I just want to just be mad at the world. And this word of gratitude, and Darren Hardy, having talked about it, popped into my mind. And all of a sudden, I went, wait a second. Wait, is that... The answer, is that how I'm supposed to feel better about everything that's going on? And so it was that moment and that word of gratitude, even though it felt totally out of place, something I didn't want to touch with a 25-foot pole, something that frankly I had tried to use earlier in my life. There was times when I tried to gratitude journal but it didn't really stick for me. It didn't really change me. And so all of a sudden, here I have this word and I don't know what else to do. And I began this journey that ultimately led me to doing a bunch of reading, doing a bunch of research and realizing there is not a single formula out there for how to be thankful when you feel like life is kind of sucky. There's Mm -hmm. tons of people that are like, gratitude, it's great, it's a gratitude journal. Let's go on a gratitude walk and let's touch a tree. Like (laughs) so many people say, oh yeah, let's, you know, gratitude. And it is, it is a powerful tool. But what I couldn't find and what I ultimately now wrote the guidebook on is how do you find gratitude in the middle of all of the stuff that just seems like it's keeping you from being happy. All of those frequent daily frustrations that you just can't seem to figure out how to navigate that weigh on you to the point where you just don't know what else to do. How do you find gratitude in those challenges, in those moments? And that ultimately led me to going on this this journey of finding Flip the Gratitude Switch. And I never intended to write a book on it. I just started to share it as i go around and I'd keynote and I'd talk about other topics but I had so many people say, "Oh my gosh, please put this in a book." That I, I kind of felt compelled to write the book, um, and and I did.
1: That's <laughs> awesome. So, Kevin, ahead, um,
0: what I find interesting is what you just said. There is I have a couple of acquaintances, friends, whatever you want to just however you want to describe them, and and they have admitted to me that they really haven't had any considerable difficulties in life, and yes, they are very. Thankful and very religious, and they they have what I would, what you and I, I think, would call they they have gratitude. But I think it's an interesting concept. Is it's easy for them to have gratitude, but it's it's how do you have gratitude when something in your life happens and um, you have to make a conscious choice that I'm going to uh, focus on what's important instead of focusing on what's not important. Um, it's very analogous to, I had a friend, Kevin, uh, I think being pessimistic is a little bit about not being uh, grateful about things. Totally. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And so I had a, <laughs> I, I have a friend who's got 40 that I've known for 40 years and he's real pessimistic. He always turned to that way of thinking. And, um, I'll give you just two quick examples. He, he, um, he, he felt like the, he was going to buy a car and he wanted to buy a Cadillac at his 55th birthday because he knew his payments would be for six years and he, he wasn't going to live past 62 anyway. So he may as well buy a Cadillac. And um, I said, well, you know, how can you think that way? Well, my grandfather died early. My, my, my father died early. So I'm going to die early. Instead of Mm -hmm. instead of being grateful that he was actually in the financial position to be able to buy this Cadillac. Mm -hmm. And so I was was working on him, you know, just as a friend to try to be more positive. And, you know, he said, well, I tried that positive thinking one (laughs) time and I knew it wasn't going to work and it didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And, and, it's so
1: true That's which funny. is a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> yeah
0: right <laughs> but 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 that comes to my next point i i'd like to for you to talk about this is that a lot of people don't realize that this way of thinking is not only a neurological or uh an emotional way of expressing yourself but there's biology involved in this and i'm yes. a i'm a i'm a biology major by uh training so i really look into this but the Wall Street Journal just this past fall did did uh, a, um, an article about how the news outlets actually focus on the negative because the negative paths in your in your body are actually more easily obtained by the your brain than the positive paths mm-hmm. are. So they know mm-hmm. they can That's hit awesome. you right away with that. Now there's some biology for that because you know the fight or flight situation. Mm-hmm. We need to sure. we need to get into that. To survive, it's a survival mode. But now that we're now that we're in a situation where you know uh, uh, animals are not chasing us and we don't have to look for our food, we we have to change. Our, and I love the idea of the flipping the switch. We have to flip the switch and overcome our biology. have Have you uh, ever talked or done research on on that aspect?
2: Yeah, I actually have and and it <laughs> it's funny because when I wrote the book so I wrote the book in a really kind of unconventional way um, and if anybody ever decides to get the book, first of all, thank you. But secondly, um, I just saw uh, last night on YouTube, somebody had reviewed the book. I don't know who this guy is, but he he made a good point. He's like, make sure you read the introduction. And the reason for that is the book is in four distinct sections. The first section is like a story. It's kind of like uh, my buddy uh, Bob Berg and The Go-Giver. It's that kind of an idea, right? It's, it's a story. The second uh, section is kind of my backstory. The third section, uh, like sort of how I got to this point, Point. The third section is the actual formula. It's a four-step formula for how you flip the gratitude switch in the middle of life's difficulties and frustrations so that you can do in the book I call it powering up with gratifuel, which is the the chemical and the biological biological aspect. I'm going to share with you, We'll talk about it here in a second. And then the fourth section is like research. It's like I did this research. And as part of the research, I actually learned more about what you're talking about, Bruce, that there is a, a real biological thing that happens. And, and, and here's what I didn't know. I didn't know That when we exercise gratitude, so in the book, I say that gratitude is not something you feel, gratitude is something you do. In the book, I say we need to verbify gratitude. It needs to become something that is a physical thing that we can think about doing because when it becomes this thing that we have the choice to do, much like flipping the switch in a room, what happens is when we flip that switch, everything all of a sudden becomes illuminated and it's more easy to navigate. And and, and that physical act ends up triggering a chemical response. And, And what happens is when we actually, especially... In the middle of frustration, when we can take that little seed of frustration and difficulty and we can find a way to look for something that's awesome embedded inside the frustration, and I can give you guys some great examples on how to do that. Well, we can find something awesome embedded in that little bit of difficulty. What happens is, and then we actually decide to physically become and experience and express gratitude for that thing that's awesome inside the frustration, our our, our bodies release dopamine. Yes. and mm-hmm. dopamine as, as we know is the reward chemical and, uh, and and so what happens is all of a sudden we kind of feel awesome and we're like, wait a second what did I just do what a second ago I felt like I wanted to punch a puppy and right now I kind of feel amazing like how what happened <laughs> it's because we are literally wired to feel awesome when we do something like feel experience and, and, and express, and ultimately um, activate gratitude inside of frustration. And then here's the other piece that I was fascinated by that I had no idea. When we do that over and over and over again, what happens is we change our brains. We rewire our brains and create new neural pathways. In the book, I describe it like this. And when I go and I speak to audiences, I always give this example. I say, have you guys, and I'll ask you guys, have you ever been to a 3D movie and taken off the glasses? Oh, yes. I Yes.
1: Okay. Actually, so here's no, a, but I've seen the 3D no. books, and those are pretty awesome. I need to do okay. this experience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to a 3D movie, right, they give you the little glasses, and you're sitting down, and you're watching the movie, and sometimes you forget the glasses are on. But if you take those glasses off, all of a sudden, the screen becomes kind of blurry, right? It, it's not as sharp. It's not as focused. Right. And and it's kind of like this: if you were to go to a three D movie and you had the glasses off the entire time, you'd walk out of that movie and you'd know what it was about. You would have laughed at the jokes. You would have known when there was action sequences. You would generally be able to tell somebody what the movie was about. Because the reality is, when you take the glasses off, the script doesn't change, the scoring of the music doesn't change, the the action sequences and where they're placed don't change. The the uh, the um, meet cutes don't change. It's all the same. The only thing that changes when you put those glasses on is your experience of the movie. When those glasses go on, it pops into focus. It becomes sharper. It becomes more enjoyable. Same movie, Mm. massively different experience. And when we use gratitude inside of life's frustrations, especially, and activate gratitude by flipping the gratitude switch, and and we get that dopamine release and we feel awesome, that feeling fuels us forward and powers us until the next little frustration. And then we can go through that same four-step process I talk about in the book so that we can once again, feel that dopamine, and once again, get that get that um, that that feeling of okay, wait, things are actually okay. And when we do that over and over and over again, our brains begin to change. We, we, it's like we we rewire our brains, and it's like putting a pair of gratitude glasses on permanently. It's like getting LASIK for your soul. I love and, that. And, and so then all of a sudden, everything that happens is through this different lens. It's a different everything, no matter if it's big or small, when you rewire your brain, and it takes some time, this is not a, you know, you flip the gratitude switch once and everything is, you know, puppy dogs and roses and and rainbows, and we're all eating lollipops. It, it, It takes time, which is why I found that when I can utilize it inside of the daily frequent frustrations like stubbing my toe or having somebody cut me off on the freeway, then when the big things happen, like my sister who's been in the hospital for the last 40 days and is just finally able to speak, the flu knocked her out so hard we thought we were going to lose her. Mm -hmm. And she's finally able to start to talk and swallow again. But you know what? Our whole family we banded together and we're just so thankful for for the doctors and the nurses that were tending her instead of saying, why us? Why her? This isn't fair. It was just the flu because we have changed the way we interact with life as it interacts with us because we can't change life. We can only change the way we interact with it. Mm -hmm. And by rewiring our brain and throwing on gratitude glasses, are getting LASIK for our soul, everything that happens now shifts into a new focus and it's illuminated and we can navigate it and it's easier. And that translates to more abundance. That translates to more success in business, in marriage, in life, because we become a different, fundamentally different human by finding a way to be thankful in life circumstances, not just being thankful for things.
0: Do you have any... um... Any advice for people since we live in a drive-through economy? Um, where you know if 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 somebody goes through McDonald's drive-through and it takes more than two minutes to get their order, they get upset about it. Uh, yeah. Which would be the, which would be the same thing as what I was saying earlier about my buddy. You know, he said he knew he tried that uh, positive thinking once and he knew it wasn't going to work. You know, when you do try gratitude in your life and you don't get that, it does take a while to rewire your brain and you don't get it it right away. Do you have any like tricks or advice for people to hang in there and remember to use gratitude or anything like that, Kevin?
2: Yeah, I totally do. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's a really good point. And so I have this like incredible opportunity every month. I, uh, I go and I volunteer my time at a rehab center. And uh, the rehab centers bought books for all their residents. It's like an inpatient rehab center, recovery center mm-hmm. oh, for nice. um, addicts. And and so I go every month, and I go and I share this message to flip the gratitude switch. And then the uh, the the lodge, it's called the Alpine Recovery Lodge. They they give the, the residents this book. And, and when I go and I, I share this with them, they're in the throes of the most difficult moments of their life, right? They're trying to break the chains of this addiction. And it is literally a minute by minute uh, series of choices that they're making. And reality is, it's not just them that are having to make minute by minute choices in order to sort of change their reality. We do the same thing. We just aren't typically aware of it.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Right? Yes. Absolutely. And so, and so, what I found and what, what, what changed for me is when I tried to gratitude journal back in the day, the reason it didn't work is because gratitude journaling generally fundamentally has two foundational flaws. It's a good practice, by the way. But, but for people that don't know how to have a positive mindset and have never really utilized gratitude in a way that could have an impact on their life, it becomes difficult to stick with it. And the reason is it generally does two things. Number one is it removes you from the moment of your life where you have the single most uh, amount of power ever, which is right now, right? Right, absolutely. Generally, right, when you gratitude journal, you go, let me think about what I was thankful for today, right? And we go through and we like think about What could have been good or sometimes the other practice is somebody will wake up and they'll write three things down in a gratitude journal. Again, great idea, but what they'll generally do is they'll think about big things, right? Oh, I'm thankful for my job and I'm thankful for – and those are good things to do. But when we remove ourselves from the exact physical present moment that we are in, we lose just a little bit of power, right? That's, that's number one. Number two, and Bruce, you already talked about this, is it's really easy to be thankful for things that are already awesome. It's difficult to be thankful for things that are not. Mm-hmm. And so that's why... I couldn't really make gratitude journaling work. So here's what I discovered that brought me present and that brought me to this right now moment that allowed me to start to use gratitude because in this drive-by society, I'm just like everybody else. I want it now. I want immediate gratification. And so here's what I discovered. I came to realize that when we can execute gratitude inside of life's tiny frustrations, the very second those frustrations happen, it it, 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 it fixes the two problems with gratitude journaling: it brings us to the present moment, and then it also lets us learn to be thankful for things that aren't necessarily awesome. So here's the example I often give, and I t- and I talk a little. I, t- I give tons of examples of this in the book. But every morning, I am so good, you guys, at waking up and stubbing my toe. Like if there was an <laughs> Olympic sport <laughs> of toe stubbing, I would for sure be the gold medalist, hands down. <laughs> I am so good at it; it's bananas. And I I used to wake up and I would walk around my bed. I mean, we've had like the same bed for 10 years. I'd walk around the bed and I'd stub my toe, man. And I was, I would like turn into the incredible Hulk, right? I mean, I was so <laughs> mad that I would stub my toe again, like for the nine billionth time. And what would happen is I'd stub my toe and I was angry. So then I'd be walking around, you know, hobbling around my bed, and then I'd go into the hallway to go to the bathroom or whatever, and I'd step on a Lego that like my kids left out. And then if you have you guys ever stepped on Legos in bare feet? Oh. Has that ever happened? Oh yes, yes. I I am pretty sure North Korea uses it as a form of torture. <laughs> I think they must because ow. And so I had like my throbbing toe. Then I'd step on a Lego. Then I'd get in the shower, and we rent out uh our, our basement to our. Um, to our in-laws, which is good to have them there, and you know they pay the majority of my mortgage. It's a good financial sure. principle, but 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 we have one water heater, and and uh, sometimes they wake up and they shower before I get up. So I would stub my toe, and I'm angry, and then I'd step on the Lego, and then I'd get in the shower, and it was cold, and and so then I'm really mad, and then I'd get out, and I'd look in the mirror, and I'd notice like my smile wrinkles and my crow's feet, and so now I'm 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 hurting, and I'm cold, and I'm old, right? And then I'd go into the hallway and and i am just so furious with the day already and like my kid would wake up and i don't know if you know this about children I, you've probably seen those, the tiny humans we refer to as children they don't have any volume control or speed control and and so when they uh <laughs> mom or, no they don't when they see mom or dad they run at a tremendous pace and and they yell even if it's early in the morning, Daddy. And so my kid would come barreling down the hallway. And around this time, he was just the right height to hit me in a sensitive area. Um, if you guys yeah. can <laughs> pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. And so yeah. then I would do this thing where I'd like push him away. I'd be like, Buddy, jeez, come on. Oh, that's loud. Gosh, you hurt Daddy. And um, I I I got to the point where I realized. How often was I taking people in my life and I was actually like pushing them away and saying, I don't need your love. And, mm-hmm. and what was that kind of saying to them? And it was all of those things that kind of led me to sort of this being dissatisfied with life. And when I found this idea of finding gratitude inside of life's frustrations, that whole process I just described changed dramatically. And I could use it right now. The very second, the first frustration happens, and so uh, do you guys mind if I share like the flip formula, the little Oh, please. I was going to ask you to
1: go right into that when, um, when Bruce mentioned okay. the thing about the microwave and, and this is a, a powerful lead in. Yes, please do share the formula.
2: Okay. Awesome. So what happens now is so that I can become current, so that I can become present, so that I can do the thing where I find gratitude for the things that are frustrating. What happens now is the very instant that I get frustrated, it's a trigger, but not like a bad trigger. It's a good trigger. It's a trigger that says, whoa, 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 hold on. Kev, you're frustrated, which means you got some work to do, bro, because what most of us do is we just like to marinate in our frustration, right? Think of how often like one bad thing happens in the morning, like stubbing your toe, and then you decide to be angry, and then the whole day goes by, and you come home at the end of your day, your spouse is like, hey, honey, how's your day? And you say something like, it's terrible, and you just, you growl, like, and I, I don't know why we love to marinate in little things that happen, and we love to just commiserate with each other. We love to complain about the weather and complain about politics. Well, what I started to do is when I stub my toe, if we go back to that example. Now when I stub my toe and I feel that frustration, I know that it's time to do something. And actually the flip, the gratitude switch formula, F-L-I-P, it goes along with the letters flip, F-L-I-P. So F is you find the frustration. Now here's what this does, which is really powerful. We talk about neuroscience and we talk about the ability our brain has to do some really magnificent things. One of the things we rarely give ourselves as humans is space. We don't give ourselves even just one or two seconds in time to take a deep breath and actually evaluate what's happening for us or to us or with us. So when I stub my toe, and I feel frustrated, and I get that feeling, and I want to turn into the Incredible Hulk, it's a trigger that, hold on, you're feeling frustrated, Kev, it's time to do something different. So here's what I do. I find the frustration, and I ask this ultra simple, seemingly intuitive question that we so rarely ask ourselves. I ask myself, after I stub my toe, whoa, I'm frustrated, I get that, why am I frustrated? Now I, I, I understand how simple and and sort of like boneheaded that sounds to actually ask that question. Why am I frustrated? But what I do when that happens, what any of us can do when that happens, what you can do when that happens is it opens up this tiny little window in time to give you the ability to do something just a little bit different.
1: Kevin, I love you I say, love that you just shared that idea of pausing and giving yourself that space. I mean, I think a lot of times we go through life and we don't ask ourselves those questions to become emotionally aware, which the emotional intelligence and awareness is really what gives us that power that you're talking about. And I think asking, why am I feeling frustrated allows us then to say, how can I verbalize this emotion? How can I verbalize what it is that is the cause of it? And recognize maybe that gap between where we are and where we want to be that's causing that frustration. So I just wanted to share that as you're talking through. Great.
2: Yeah, so true, Rachel. Thank you for sharing that. It's It really is a rare thing. We don't often give ourselves that moment. So we just, by asking that, by acknowledging that you're frustrated, and then asking that question, why am I frustrated? All of a sudden, you open up that moment, you become aware, it increases your emotional intelligence, and now you have space to do something different. And, and here's the here's the next step. It goes from F, which is find the frustration, into L, which is you look for what's awesome. Mm -hmm. So now this process is kind of cool. So our brains are like train tracks, right? Like if you think of a train track and we're barreling down the track and then there's that moment where uh, the, the train conductor can flip the switch and the track either goes to the right or to the left, right? It's one tiny flip and then you begin this whole new path and you're on this entirely new trajectory. Well, our brains work much the same way. So I won't, it, it probably wouldn't actually, well, let's do it. I always do this little real time experiment whenever I go and I speak. So we'll do it here. So I, I, I'm going to ask you guys the question. So I stub my toe. I find the frustration. I go, why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated that I stubbed my toe and it hurts. That's why I'm frustrated. Now I move to look for what's awesome. So you guys are good at this. I'm sure. Let me ask you, what could be awesome about the fact that I stubbed my well, toe? Well,
0: Kev- Kevin and right away. Um, I thought about something. Your your mother and my mother maybe must be very similar, because she's always complaining about her aches and pains and things things uh-huh. like that, and looks at the negative side of everything initially. Although she's a wonderful you know lady, and she she gives back to everybody. But I always say, well, mom, at least you know you're alive. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that's one thing you could say when you stub your toe is you could say. Hey, this means I'm feeling this, and this means I'm alive. I love that. And what Kevin, else? So Yeah,
1: so we do this also, and having known you and <laughs> known that. about Flip the Gratitude Switch for a while, so in in our case, we would say, well, thankfully, I have the bed. Thankfully, I have this house to step my toe in. Thankfully, I have this feeling in my body, and I, am, I, I know that I have nerves that are working correctly, that I have this sense of feeling and pain, that I know what... Good does feel like I have a body. I am alive, like Bruce said. So those are kind of some of yeah. the things that um, bringing ourselves to that awareness.
2: I love it. And Bruce, I bet your mom and my mom are really similar because my mom is also one of the most generous, incredible people you'll ever meet. But she just, you know, they're, when you're not taught to think differently, you just don't right, think differently. Right? right? I, yeah, she Talk. has to
0: they no, repro- reprogram their brains. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. It's so true. So here's what's awesome. So I love going and doing this little experiment. Uh, with with kids, like I'll go to a middle school or a high school and I'll kind of elicit the response, like, so what could be awesome about me stubbing my toe? And it'll always be quiet and then one hand will go up. And it'll be something like what you said, Bruce. It'll be, oh, at least you're alive. Or, Rachel, like what you said, well, at least you have a bed. At least yeah. and all of a sudden, more hands start to shoot up. Boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden, I have 15 different responses from these students or from the business audience or whatever it is that I'm speaking to. And the reason is what we just demonstrated is exactly what our brain has the ability to do. When we create the space and say, why am I frustrated? Acknowledge that we're frustrated. Oh, I stubbed my toe. That's why I'm frustrated. Grr, it hurts. And then we ask the next question, what could be awesome about this little thing of my stubbed toe? What could I find that could be awesome? It gives our brain that moment to switch that track. And what happens is this is what I love doing with the students because the students are laughing when I'm talking about stubbing my toe and you know whatever. And then when I ask them that question and it's quiet for a moment, I know that their brains are in the process of changing that no. track. Yeah. Then... All of their brains are on the new track, and so all of a sudden, they're all starting to think of, oh, well, this is awesome, and this is awesome, and this is awesome. It's something that Dr. Alex Korb calls the virtuous cycle. So we know about the vicious cycle. The virtuous cycle is the opposite, but it happens in our brain. So when we try to find something awesome inside the frustration, we give ourselves that little bit of space and we switch the track of our brain and it begins down this new path. So for me, I stub my toe. Oh, I'm so frustrated. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated that I stub my toe for the billionth time and it hurts. Okay, what could be awesome? Uh, I got a toe. I can feel my toe. I have friends that right now would love to walk and they can't, like my sister. She's been in a hospital bed for 40 days. I've got a great friend who lives around the corner from me. He's a quadriplegic. He's never going to experience that feeling. I've got a toe. I've got a bed. And then what would happen is I would look in my bed and there's my amazing and beautiful wife. And I'd say, oh my gosh, I've got that wife. And then I think of my kids and I think of the house. And all of a sudden I have this list of things that are awesome, all triggered from the, the, the kernel of awesome embedded in the frustration. And so F is you find the frustration. L is you look for what's awesome. You switch the track of your brain. I is you do this thing where I call it initiate gratitude. Sometimes I also call it install gratitude. If we were to think about our smartphones, if we want some sort of an app, we go to the app store, we download it, and all of a sudden, magically, this thing that didn't exist prior on our phone, in our physical reality, we're able to call out of outer space, the internet, war- I don't know how the interwebs <laughs> work. And then all of a sudden it comes down, it's on our phone and we have like 1000 billion levels of Candy Crush
0: and it's amazing, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. So I'm i proud <laughs> to say I have never uh, played Candy Crush. I have
1: not <laughs> either, Bruce. I did not know we had that in common, but yes, you can download any app and yes, all of a sudden all of this capability that never was there before, i am I'm tracking with you.
2: So here's side note uh, Candy Crush. I had never played Candy Crush. And then I had a casting director call me and thought about putting, they had like a, a, a Candy Crush TV show, right? Where you could play it oh, live. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And it, it, the, the guy who played AC Slater from Save by the Bell, Mario Lopez, I think was a host. And so I had tried out for the, the reality show Big Brother years ago and I almost made it on. And the, the casting director called me and she's like, hey, I think you'd be great on this show. She's like, have you ever played Candy Crush? And I said, I've never played Candy Crush. She's like, download it so that you can know about it. And so I downloaded I played it like twice, and I totally bombed the interview because I did not understand oh. the game or how
1: it worked. Oh, that's awesome. though. So,
2: yeah. And then it was after that that I became addicted. Oh, anyway. oh that's <laughs> so, awesome. So... So what's interesting is like to get back on track. So we find the frustration, we look for what's awesome, then we initiate or install gratitude. This is the part where gratitude becomes something you do, not just something you feel. If we think of what the app store of life is, right? How do we install things into our life? Well, we know that language is vital. Language is important. Words have energy and power associated with them. That's the reason that when we wake up every day, if we look in the mirror and we say, uh, you're ugly, I hate you. If we say that to ourselves, guess what we're going to feel? Right. Exactly that. We're going to feel ugly. And then same thing, right? When we talk about wealth, if we go, oh my gosh, why just? I just wish I could make more money. Why is making money so hard? Guess what it's going to be? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard <laughs> to make yeah. money, right? If we go, oh, I just... Well, how come the how come the wealthy... How come the rich people are such idiots? Well, guess what? You're telling yourself you don't want to be one of those idiots. So here you go. You're never going to be wealthy, mm-hmm. right? And so words create physical reality. Oh, absolutely. And so when we when we use language, it's like installing the thing that we want from the app store of life and, and, and initiating this gratitude sequence. And we do it with language. We do it with words and I know it sounds cheesy, but here's the reality. We find the frustration. Oh, I stubbed my toe. That hurt really bad. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated because it hurts. Let me look for what's awesome. Oh, at least I got a toe. I've got a bed. I've got my wife. I've got my kids. I've got the house. We go through that list. Then we come to I initiate or install gratitude. And now we use language because language creates reality and we say, I am so thankful for, and then we go through our list of awesome. So it's not just, I've got a toe, I've got a bed, I've got a wife. It's you literally go through the process and go, you know what? Say it in your brain, say it out loud. I'm so thankful I have a toe. I'm thankful I have my bed. I'm thankful I have my wife. I'm thankful I have my kids. I'm thankful I have my home. What's interesting is when we use that repetition of saying, I am thankful for, and we list those things, You will feel a physical shift. If you're listening right now, you guys, uh, uh, Bruce and Rachel, maybe Mm -hmm. you guys felt it. The the audience, when you go through and you start to list, you literally feel a new feeling inside. Mm -hmm. That's that dope. Well, I think what's
1: really powerful about this is it's different than just positive thinking. Like, hey, I stubbed my toe, so I'm going to think about something else. I'm just going to transport myself in my mind to a beach somewhere that the sun is shining and it's beautiful. That's kind of not present. That's the opposite of present. But instead, you're saying, we're going to stay as present as we can. And we're going to look for that awesomeness right in that moment. And I think you're causing that moment to shift for yourself. You're causing yourself to shift, but you're also causing that moment to have a completely different meaning now than it did before.
2: That's exactly right. You are exactly right. That's exactly what happens. And that moment changes because language brought it into reality. It's so cool. I love doing this with my kids. and, and you ought to try this. Uh, you know if you've never if you've never tried this, it's kind of a good little practice. So our kids are, are we try to really teach our kids to be thankful, right? But it's hard. okay as a kid, it's hard when you don't get what you want. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So what we do with our kids, is sometimes we'll be like, I get it. We they know all about flip the gratitude switch, mm-hmm. man. If if one of them's not feeling happy, the other one's like, you should flip the gratitude switch. <laughs> uh, which doesn't always make the one who's angry more happy, but uh-huh. at least it reminds them. <laughs> uh, but 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 yeah, yeah. yeah you, Rachel, uh, my you daughter is funny. six, we have, have the same
1: it. thing. I don't need <laughs> to think about that right now. Sometimes is the response. So yes, I understand.
2: <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. It's so funny. So what sometimes we'll do with our kids is we'll say, okay, look, I get it. I know that you're upset. I want you to list five things that you're thankful for. And then they'll start to go, oh, my sister. My... Like if they're if like my son is like angry mm-hmm. at his sister, he'll, he'll start there, right? Like I know you're angry at Brooklyn, but try to think of something you can be thankful for. And he'll go, Brooklyn, toys. And we're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, buddy. You got to say. I am thankful for Brooklyn and we'll make him actually say the words. And I remember this one time that was so cool. He was so mad and we made him go through that process. I think I was making him do 10 things to be thankful for. And by about six or seven, his whole countenance Mm. shifted. That's awesome. And he, I literally, all of a sudden a smile came on his face and he started to think about more awesome stuff and what he was thankful for. And it totally changed the moment. We have the ability to do that for ourselves. And when we can do it inside of a frustration by looking for what's awesome and then initiating that gratitude sequencer, installing gratitude by using those words, I'm thankful for, then fill in the blank with the thing that was awesome inside of the frustration. What happens is our body changes. We immediately move on to step four, which is the P, which is we, I, I say you power up with Grata fuel. Gratitude fuel, gratifuel. Um, And and the reason is you feel different and it motivates you. It makes you want to move forward. And that forward movement that carries you through until the next little frustration. And then you just repeat the process all over again. And it's literally like taking sort of the the frustrating, dark, seemingly hard-to-navigate aspects of your life and flipping this internal switch and all of a sudden it's illuminated. The challenges don't go away, but you can see them and you can navigate around them more appropriately. And also, that which was already beautiful, if you imagine a dark room and it's dark and there's something really great and beautiful and magnificent inside of that room, you can't really see it and acknowledge its beauty unless that light comes on. So when we walk in that dark room of life and we reach over and we flip that switch by finding the frustration and looking for what's awesome then initiating that gratitude sequence and powering up with Gratifuel and making gratitude something you do, not just something you feel, the challenges become illuminated. That which was already awesome becomes more, it's easier to acknowledge the beauty of it. And it literally shifts the entire sort of perspective of how you're looking at what you're looking at. And then over time, that dopamine release, you become addicted to that dopamine release. That's why we wake up in the morning and we check Facebook. We want the dopamine hit. Well, you can get that dopamine hit by exercising physical gratitude, active gratitude inside of frustration. You become addicted to this sort of new way of living, but it's a healthy kind of addiction that rewires your brain and literally physically shifts who you are and how you interact with life. And it all starts with tiny little moments that happen right now as you're frustrated so that you can immediately get that hit of dopamine if you go through this process and you start to feel better now. You don't have to wait. The key is you just practice it. Start with once a day and then try twice a day. And over time, you will become sort of reoriented to this way of living. I know, I don't know if that's happened for you, Rachel. I know you guys have mm-hmm. read the book and been such awesome supporters and have used it. Have you kind of seen that over time? I know you're a generally thankful person anyway, but have you seen that it gets easier over time? I'm just curious.
1: Yes, it absolutely does. And I think it's that constant reminder and sometimes having people around you that will help remind you hey, let's think about the gratitude in the moment because I think whenever. I mean, we would be not human if we said, hey, we never have challenges or frustrations. I mean, if as long as you're a human and breathing and you have relationships with other humans who sometimes disappoint us or don't meet expectations or they have their own thing going on that's not full of gratitude in the moment. And I mean, they're, we're all human and we live in this human world. And I think sometimes having that reminder in front of us and having this perspective of what we are trying to create then allows us to say, well, let me change the mindset so that I can become that person who's able to create that greatness. And so, yes, it's definitely something that we think of more commonly and more frequently and all the way back to that original time that I heard you talk about Flip the Gratitude Switch back about three plus years ago now. And, and that was just a powerful moment for us as we were raising our daughter. She was three at the time. We really wanted to have this tangible action that we could implement in our lives that would not only change the trajectory of our own lives, but of her life as well. And so, yes, it's something that is very real and very relevant to us on a daily basis.
2: That's awesome. And I don't know if you guys, did I ever send you some of my light switch covers, Rachel? I ought to send you guys some if you don't have any. I don't
1: have any, but I saw that process as you were getting them printed and I, the yeah. logos and the um, the fonts right. for that. I'm, I'm like, I have a lot of respect for you as you've been building this <laughs> business as well and kind of watching the behind the scenes. And I have to tell you, Kevin, the craziest thing. So being the chief officer of awesome, anytime I'm on <laughs> Facebook, I'm typing the word awesome, which I tend to use a lot. It automatically always wants to tag you in every post, and I have to move on past that and say, "No, let's not tag Kevin in the sixteenth post That's today.
2: Great. I love it. oh, that makes me happy
0: so That's so Kevin, great. um, have you ever thought about the concept and maybe and maybe you have, and maybe this is something that uh, you preach, but kind of a gratitude partner, and the reason I say that because Rachel and I have been communicating quite a bit on a more regular basis. And I always look forward to talking to, to Rachel because she projects that that gratitude attitude. And so it reminds me to have more of a gratitude uh, way of thinking, which it could, it, right now it doesn't come as natural as I, I think it, it comes to Rachel. So well, what do you think about Gratitude Partners?
2: I'll tell you what, I love it. I, I've never thought of the idea in terms of like, picking a, you know, like a gratitude buddy, but I'll tell you what I love about it is, so this is actually an interest. I've had men or, or, and women, actually more women than men um, who've who've come to me and they've said, Oh my gosh. Hey, I love the book. I read the book. I wish my husband would sort of get on board. What do I do? And like the worst thing you could do, if you start to live this way of like active gratitude and and finding gratitude inside of life's frustrations, uh, y- people will notice that you're a different human, like legit. They will see that you interact with life differently, much like Bruce, you probably uh, experienced with Rachel because Rachel is magnificent she's amazing in so many ways you guys are way too kind thank you it's true i'm
1: like i am practicing on a regular basis
2: (laughs) you're you're awesome and so what will happen is sometimes people will be like oh i just want to like impose this new way of thinking on my significant other bad idea if you go to them and you're like you know what you should just be more thankful (laughs) guess what's going to happen real quick okay i'll tell you it's not gonna work out Uh so what the best thing to do is to exercise it on your own and to share the message in the book with people you love. If they can read it, if they can experience it in whatever way, I don't care if you have to give them a copy of your book. If they can, what happens is you. I've seen it where you kind of naturally become gratitude partners, but I've never used that sort of terminology. And I love it, Bruce. I think it's super vital and really important. But if you do have other people in your life that kind of understand this idea of flipping the gratitude switch, you can kind of hold each other accountable and you can kind of be there to be like, hey, because my wife will do it to me. Just because I wrote the book doesn't mean I'm an expert at it. In fact, I think I had to write the book because I was the least thankful person of all time. Let me be clear. I was the least thankful person ever I feel like God gave me the book to write because it was the only way it was gonna get through my thick skull. And so my wife, who's amazing, sometimes I'll even have little moments where I'm not flipping the gratitude switch in that moment right away when I should. And she's like, hey, Kev, you know, what about, and she'll just, she'll say one little suggestion and I'll go through the process. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you. I feel so much better now. And so it definitely is something that becomes a part of you, but it's good to have a reminder Mm -hmm. of if you have somebody in your life. So Bruce, I think that is a marvelous
0: recommendation. uh, Yeah. Go ahead. This is a, this is an odd reference, but um, you either one of you remember Steve Irwin yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and he—I don't. Oh, it was Steve Irwin is a, <laughs> is is a naturalist from Australia, and he—oh, yeah—he's a, he's a crocodile.
2: Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Cake, isn't he? I mean,
0: if <laughs> I mean, he projected um, gratitude tremendously, and if you've if you've ever Good. seen uh, now his grown up daughter Bendy, and I can't think of his yeah. his uh, his son's uh, name, but you know, he died tragically. Doing,
1: he did yes but
0: doing what he what he loves but both of them now have have the same kind of gratitude even though they they could be you know hate life because of what happened to their father and yet and yet so when you're around those kind of people this is just once again proof to me that you your your brain is being wired biologically so that you can overcome these kind of tragic things in your life. So I think you're so right. I think that's absolutely
1: yeah. right. And I think it's interesting because I don't necessarily think that it comes naturally to any of us. I think part of it has to do with us making a, a choice and then also seeing what's around us. So I mean I have to say, Kevin, I really appreciate you sharing that um that it's been a challenge for you. And I think there's been a lot of ways that it's been challenging for me as well. I think any time that you're in business and you say, Well, here's the vision of where I want to go and the skills that I need to get there, and you recognize that you're not currently at that point yet or that There's frustrations with parenting, which um, I had a very, very relevant real one this morning. And and I think Uh as all of those happen, I think, I mean, my husband Lucas has been powerful at helping me stay focused and stay with a positive mindset. And it's, it's really all about saying, how can we choose to be grateful and choose to be thankful so that we can create the awesome that we want to create in life. And I think it really is about surrounding yourself with people who are going that direction. And so that's more common for you. And another part of that is affirmations. I mean, something that we do with our daughter on a regular basis. And what all of that leads to is what we're influencing or how we're influencing the people around us, and I think it's powerful to be able to be that example for our kids and for people that follow us in any capacity, whether it's students or um, clients or anyone who's listening to the message, the life message that we have.
0: So, as we as we uh, pivot, pivot here, Kevin, uh, everything uh, you've you've talked about today can be used in a person's life, but I'd like to pivot a little bit and actually talk about. How it could be used in a person's business in in their in whatever endeavor they're doing. However, we've been uh, focusing a lot more on real estate or realtors lately, uh, just because that's what's kind of come into our lives. And uh, I know you're kind of involved in that also. Is there anything because yeah. real estate, the real estate is kind of a boom bust cycle, and realtors, yeah. you know, they're they get to the they get to just days before closing and then you know, something goes wrong and, you know, I'm sure they're, they're fighting this gratitude situation all the time. Is there anything for the realtors out there that you think uh, could be specifically uh, help them flip the switch?
2: Yeah. So here's, what's interesting. If uh, we've got a lot of experience with this, cause the, a company that I own for 10 years now, um, is a is a real is a done for you real estate investment company, and so we work with uh, real estate agents coast to coast, and and we we uh, help our clients invest in a few key markets. We've got agents there, we've got agents here in Utah, and have a brokerage here in Utah. And uh, what's interesting is I remember this story; I'll never forget it. There that we had a, we had somebody that was showing a home, and um, literally just could not get a bite on this thing. Just could not get a bite. And uh, our broker, who is the CEO of our uh, Done For You company, he, he is a really great, positive, successful investor. And he, he's read Flip the Gratitude Twitch, loves a book, bought copies for uh, a bunch of our shareholders and a bunch of our uh, employees and uh, gave them to everybody in his life. And he, <laughs> he went to help this individual with the showing and just because he wanted to give her a little bit of support she wasn't there for the showing he went and did everything she'd been doing and was able to get an offer on the home literally that day immediately wow. and the difference was what was interesting is everything he did so he kind of he 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 used all the same aspects of trying to get the home sold that she did but his general uh, uh sort of disposition and sort of the energy he infused into every piece of that showing meant that there was an offer that was made. She'd been trying for a month and a half and nothing. I mean, so many showings, nothing. And you could say, it could be sure. coincidence that the perfect buyer just happened to come, but I know it's not coincidence. I know that that it, the person that was supposed to buy that home was attracted to something on that home that day and had an interaction with. Uh, with our broker that made them say, there's something here that makes me feel good. I think one of the things that a lot of, I've seen with a lot of real estate investors and a lot of realtors, they don't understand that the energy that they attach to thoughts, ideas, and words make a difference. I've seen this with our agents where if you put out your uh, for sale sign and and you are in a negative state of mind, this sounds crazy. You're literally attaching a kind of negative energy to that sign, which I know sounds bananas, but
0: Rachel and I both believe in Rachel. We
2: agree. We agree with you. And so, and just that, if you are in a state of mind, so what we've trained our guys to do is if you can get in a state of mind where you are flipping the gratitude switch and you are grateful and you are excited at the prospect, and here's key, you're not just thinking about getting the listing and getting the sale, but you're actually thinking about the family Mm -hmm. that might buy that home and the kind of life that they could have there. If you can put yourself in a different state of mind, the energy that you attach to that listing sign, the energy that you attach to the flyers, the energy that goes into the copy that's on the flyer or on the listing as you're describing the features of the home there is a distinct shift that takes place and it makes a difference in your results and so i you know i used to be a mortgage broker for a long time i've been a life insurance agent i know all about failure and one of the things that I found is if I can keep this sort of state of mind of active gratitude, especially in frustration, it fuels me to keep on making the next phone call, making the next effort, as opposed to giving up altogether. It's really similar to the book if you've ever uh, if you've ever heard of the book um, Go for No, which is a great book that every I think anybody that's on the phone or in mortgages or in real estate should read go for no. It's short. It's amazing. The idea is you don't set yes goals. You set no goals, right? I want to get 25 no's today before I go home or 100 Mm -hmm. no's because if you get your yes on the first call and you haven't met your no goal, guess what? You might be missing out on a whole Mm -hmm. bunch more business, right? So it's this. It's this shift of saying, I'm going to keep this positive, incredible movement, and and I'm going to attach an energy to whatever my efforts are. And that will translate to results, both the short term and the long term, but especially the long term. So I don't know if that's helpful or not, but we've seen that um, help our guys quite a bit. That is
1: awesome. Yes. And thank you, Kevin, for sharing that. I think the whole idea of, gratitude is more about who you become in the process so that you can create this life and business you love. It's not just about what comes to you or what already exists in the world. It's what you are co-creating with all the other people as you're bringing this powerful self to the situation. And so I love this idea of gratitude being something that's actionable, it's tangible, it's real, we can use the flip formula, we're going to have all of the show notes will include this information as well. And as well as the the flip formula and what that stands for so that you can remember that. And um, just kind of in closing, how can our listeners find and follow your work and get a copy of your book?
2: Yeah, thank you so much. So uh, you could find me on kevinclayson.com. That's kind of a site that's more designed for like my speaking business. But uh, if you go to flipthegratitudeswitch.com, flipthegratitudeswitch.com, uh, you can, and and by the way, if you if you feel like you want to test drive the book, I've got on there something I call the free flip kit. And it's two chapters of the book written and two chapters of the book audio so that you can kind of get a feel for what the book is like. But you can also buy the book Right on my website, um, and uh, it's I, that's where that's the only place you can get the the hardbacks and autograph versions. So flipthegratitudeswitch.com. Of course, the books on Amazon and Audible and Kindle and BarnesandNoble.com. It's all over those places. Uh, but if you want to go to flipthegratitudeswitch.com, you can download the free flip kit. You could buy the the hardback uh, right there. And in closing, do you mind if I just read my favorite quote from my book about what, to me, it really embodies this idea of flipping the gratitude switch. So it's a quote from a gentleman by the name of Dieter Uchtdorf. And it says, it's easy to be grateful for things when life seems to be going our way. But what then of those times when what we wish for seems to be far out of reach? Could I suggest that we see gratitude as a disposition, a way of life that stands independent of our current situation? In other words, I'm suggesting that instead of being thankful for things, we focus on being thankful in our circumstances, whatever they may be. That, for me, encapsulates everything that is flip the gratitude switch and I just want to say thank you so much for letting me come on and hang out and and be with you guys. Oh, by the way, if anybody wants to check out our real estate, what we do on that side, you can go to dfy-realestate.com if you're just curious about our real estate company, dfy-realestate.com. But again, the book flip the gratitude switch.com and you guys, thank you so much for having me
1: Absolutely. On. Absolutely. So in closing, we want to focus on gratitude being an action. It's not just an emotion, it's not just a state of mind, it's something you actually do. And real and lasting results come into your life because of the things that you do over and over again. So having that formula really helps you to remember so you can do gratitude, not just feel gratitude. So again, the simple formula is F, find the frustration. L, look for what's awesome. I, initiate or install gratitude. And P, power up with gratitude. That's how you flip the gratitude switch. So coming back to the idea that we want to build our mental capital, build our relationship capital, and those things together, multiplied together, help us to get the financial capital. So we know on this podcast that we're helping you build this life and business that you love. Your mindset is a huge critical part of that. And then if you want to focus on your financial capital, we need to start first with the mindset, start through building relationships and providing value. And we also want to have due diligence and attention on the financial aspect of our life. So if you want to build personal financial freedom, I want to share something with you over 10 to 30% of the money that you make is likely flowing out of your control and your lifestyle has little to do with it. The status quo financial strategies will build up the empires of wall street, big banking and the government leaving you with the leftovers. Instead, we want you to discover the secret to plug the leaks and keep in control more of your money, allowing you to build up capital to invest more quickly than you thought possible. Discover the financial strategies that transform your personal economy without cutting back your lifestyle to allow you to take back control of your money and build wealth. Contact us at hello at The Money Advantage to schedule your free financial picture strategy session to get financial strategies that you can implement today and increase your cash flow immediately with the money that you already have. We just want to say a special thanks to you, Kevin. Thanks for sharing your, your life work with us here today and for spreading that message of gratitude and really becoming a grateful person. Thank you also to our listeners as you have joined with us on this journey of the podcast. If you have any questions about this topic or anything else we discuss on the show, feel free to email us your comments and questions at hello at the And in closing, Success leaves clues. So follow the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your savings.